0: 7 Chakras, Episode 260.
1: It would have to be Be The Change.
0: The 7 Chakras, swirling vortices of
1: energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras... Help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose. Welcome to My Seven Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar.
0: What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, host and founder of My Seven Chakras, the show where we provide you the wisdom and the action steps that will help you transform your life. So, if you are new to our show, then know that you have arrived. At the right place. Now, before we actually begin with today's episode, I've got a couple of announcements to make. Now, firstly, over the years, many of you have reached out saying that you'd like to support our show in some way. So recently I started a Patreon page for people that would like to support our movement. Visit my chakrascom forward slash Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. That's my chakrascom forward slash Patreon. For those of you who don't know, Patreon is a platform that allows you to donate a small amount each month to support the expenses that go into creating this podcast, such as podcast production, graphics and equipment. And this way I'm able to provide you more episodes, better quality content and life changing information at your fingertips. Now, To learn more, go to my7chakras.com forward slash Patreon. And you can get started for as little as $7. And many of you have also been inquiring about the My7Chakras book reading list based on books that have been recommended on the show. To access that free downloadable PDF, visit my 7 forward slash reading list. my 7 forward slash reading list. Right? Now, with that, let us bring on our special guest for today, Joseph Carringer. Joseph are you ready to inspire? <laughs> yes, I am. Great, great. So Joseph Carringer is a professional Digitidoo musician and sound therapist with 20 years of didgeridoo playing experience. His work as a do musician and sound therapist has taken him everywhere from the jungles of Peru, the beaches of Jamaica, and the big sky country of montana in his sound therapy practice he uses concert class didgeridoos, which will which we'll be talking about today combining traditional chinese medicine organ and meridian theory with ayurvedic chakra philosophies to create a unique and powerful therapeutic sound healing experience so we're going to dive deep into all of this today and much more uh but before that thanks a lot for joining me joseph
1: thank you for having me on your show aj
0: Great, great. So, uh, a lot of, in fact, most of what you do is inspiring. So, what is your favorite inspirational quote uh, these days, and how do you apply it to your day-to-day life?
1: It would have to be "Be the change." And where we're where we're living now, and, and just with everything that's going on, waking up every day and just wanting to be able to be a lighthouse and, and just a grounded sense of positivity um, is is where I've been anchoring back to in my day to day.
0: Got it. Got it. Thanks a lot for sharing. So Action Tribe, uh, we've had this quote uh, shared a few times in the past, but it's so powerful and so important, which is that you have to be the change that you'd like to see in the world. And sometimes it's not easy. It's difficult. But this is a practice. And then every time you wake up in the morning, uh, the question that you could ask is, how can I be the change that this world needs to see? Today, so thanks a lot for sharing that really powerful quote with us. And with that, let's begin. Uh, so, for listeners who ha- aren't familiar with this particular instrument, what exactly is the didgeridoo? And am am I pronouncing it correctly?
1: You are. It's a. Uh, it's didgeridoo is a. Uh, it's actually it's an onomatopoeia. It's uh, based on the sound that the European Australians heard when they first showed up on the continent and ran into the Aboriginal didgeridoo players. Playing the instrument, and uh, it was their description of the sound that they were hearing. So it's actually not the a tribal name for the instrument for the Aboriginal tribes. The um, so it's uh, so didgeridoo has become the common name for a class of instruments, which are basically just a hollow tube that are vibrated with a loose lip embouchure that is very similar to a motorboat sound uh, that you make with your lips, and uh, it produces a a deep tonal vibration. The um, the tribes in Australia that have the didgeridoo as part, of, um, as part of their culture, there's about 35, 45 different ones. And uh, the, um, each one of the tribes has a different name and Dreamtime story from where the instrument came from. And their um, history with the instrument is anywhere between tens of thousands of years, you know, like 10, 20,000 years old, depending on who's estimating it all the way up to, you'll see quotes of 40 to 80,000 years that the Aboriginal tribes have had the instrument. Um, but they're not the only, uh, culture that's actually evolved to have a, uh, a didgeridoo style instrument. Um, the Filipinos, the Southeast Asians, uh, have their own didgeridoo culture and, uh, the, uh, 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 Mayan, had what was called the Mayan horn on the American continent, and uh, it was uh, it's made of agave, and uh, it's very similar and sounds very similar to the didgeridoo. So we've had multiple cultures that have convergently evolved this into this instrument, which is in, they're called aerophones, and broadly in the class, um, and uh, didgeridoo is the common name for them.
0: Got it, got it. So what I didn't know was that it's not actually a tribal name, but it was... Um, to Describe the sounds that they heard when they heard the uh, the natives playing it for the very first time, correct
1: yeah the, yeah, absolutely, and the most common tribal name that you'll hear which is and I think it's and the only reason why I think that it's as common as it is because of all the names that i've seen right. it 's the easiest one to pronounce is yadaki, and you 'll see Yadaki used um, to describe aboriginal. Uh, Australian Aboriginal didgeridoos, um, but again, that's one one name and one Dreamtime story of multiple tribes that had different names and different stories that go along with how they they acquired
0: uh, mm-hmm. that that instrument. Got it. Got it. Now you say dream time story. I'm not familiar with the term. What exactly does that entail? <laughs> so the the Aboriginal people
1: um, have a belief in a system that of of what's called the dream time So here in a uh, so, and the, so the idea of even using the didgeridoo in the, what I call a, a very westernized approach to, to using it with a holistic, uh, hol- holistic and westernized approach, the idea of using a didgeridoo as a sound therapy tool in Aboriginal culture um, is something that they, they wouldn't have even considered because wow. uh, disease, illness, sickness, all these things occur in what's called the dream time. So the dream time is a dual existence between the physical world and the spirit world. The spirit okay. world is where you go to when you fall asleep at night or you pass on to the next life. But that's the time that always has been. It's the timeless time. It's what always has been and always will be. And the physical world where we are now, this is the dream time of the physical world. And it's where you come to experience the illusions of physicality uh emotion it's sort of the disneyland for the soul so we wake up you wake up from the dream time of the spirit world into the dream time of the physical world you go to sleep from the dream time of the physical world and you wake up into the dream time of the spirit world and so it's this dual existence but illness disease if you fall down break your leg all of those things occur because something or someone was casting dream time magic on you in the dream time of the spirit world and when you look at that From a holistic standpoint, it's very similar in what we believe in terms of uh, traditional Chinese medicine, uh, Ayurvedic approaches, like various different energetic approaches to subtle energy medicine. It it, it goes back to this idea of emotional... Emotional stagnation, energetic stagnation, something that happens inside of the spirit body is what 's manifesting itself into these physical expressions of disease so they had a very enlight, have a very enlightened view it 's just a different way of uh, describing uh, describing the metaphor. They look at it just a little bit differently, but it 's very similar it 's a very similar holistic philosophy.
0: Got it. Got it. Thanks a lot for sharing that. Oh, you're now, uh, if not for sound healing traditionally, so what was it used for? Was was it just part of daily life?
1: So traditional tribal song for the Aboriginal culture. Traditional tribal song, tribal dance, uh, part of their oral tradition. So keeping their stories, and then a lot of a lot of things that they just haven't shared. I mean, the Aboriginal. My experience with um, my experience with Aboriginal traditional Aboriginal. Uh, uh, didgeridoo players is very very limited. Um, I've had uh, I've been fortunate enough to have uh, two really uh, profound interactions. One was with a, uh, a many several years ago when I first started my practice with a uh, Aboriginal um, medicine man who uh, was in the United States, and he found me through the internet. And we had a conversation where he we, we got into a spirited conversation about these differences between Aboriginal belief systems and Western philosophies. And then my first dig actually um, came from a ceremony that was done by Bill Harney's tribe in uh uh Catherine, just outside of Darwin. Bill was the first Aboriginal man to receive land rights back from the Australian government on behalf of this tribe. And he was a uh mixed breed Aboriginal. He was half Aboriginal, half English, and was the son of Bill Harney Sr., who was a road builder for the British government out of the Australian government, and he um they, uh, he was able to uh, avoid being part of the stolen generation that were taken from the tribes for being mixed breed because they lied about uh, his uh, who his father was. Essentially, they said that he was another Aboriginal mm-hmm. uh, man on the land. Uh, his tribe in 1996, um, they did a ceremony where they put out to the universe that they wanted a group of people from all over the world to come to their land, that they were going to teach how to make didgeridoos. And after they made all these didgeridoos with them, they were going to send them back to where they came from. And so there was a gentleman uh, from Portsmouth, New Hampshire, where I was, I, I grew up in New Hampshire, and there was this guy, Rob Harvey, who in early 1996 got this urge to, Go to Australia and learn about didgeridoos, and ended up running into one of Bill's tribal members that brought him to their land, and he ended up staying there for uh, four and a half, five months making didgeridoos, and then brought them back to the states. And so my first didge came out of this ceremony, which mm-hmm. I could I picked up and I could just play, which was a, a pretty profound experience in itself.
0: Right, right. So, so just to rewind a bit, you know, uh, talk about talk to us about your first. Um, experience with the dig you know what were you doing at that time and and i know you've alluded to this but you know how did that uh, match happen between you and the instrument
1: so in at some point in, in uh in I'd say uh, early, early winter, midwinter, 1996, I actually sat up from a, from a dead sleep. First thing I said when I woke up sitting straight up was I'm going to play the didgeridoo. And uh, the woman I was dating at the time looked at me like I was nuts. And I went back to sleep and, uh, you know, didn't really pay much attention to it. You know, other than it just kept coming back in my head every now and again. And then it was um, in 97 that I uh, ended up, Finding this dig uh, at a, a shop in Port, in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, it was actually at a at a artifacts and world goods store in uh, called Macroscopic in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and um, I went in and I was hanging out with a uh, couple friends of mine. One of them was a bass player in a band that I was struggling to be a, a sax player in, and we walked over to this pile of instruments that were in a a container that had a sign over the top that said didgeridoos and that's the only reason why i knew it was a didgeridoo and the first didge i picked up was this didge that i still have and i put it to my lips made a perfect sound on it and the woman looked from around the corner that was working behind the counter and she said do you play the didgeridoo and i said no and she said yes you do and i held it up and went yes i do and um i just remember looking at, at um Keith, the guy that I was there with and, and saying to him, I can just see, you know, walking out on stage and and performing. And I'm just describing all these different things mm-hmm. that I'm seeing. And this is, you know, 20 years ago now. And what was amazing was over the last four or five years to reflect back on that moment when I picked this stage up and I saw all of these visions and all of these things with by, from playing this hollow stick, essentially, that, that was like, you know, I was nowhere near that at that point to then now, you know, doing classes on on uh, quantum manifestation and and working with people on understanding projection and quantum co-creating and realizing that moment when I touched that instrument connected back to this connection with this tribe and these people who saw this vision and wanted to uh, create this sound and this vibration to help heal the planet and 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 bring positivity and all of these things moving forward. And I've been experiencing these things that I saw at that moment, you know, being on stage in front of, in front of people, being in these settings where I'm, I'm doing workshops and I'm helping people to, to find their healing potential, to find their, their highest manifestation potential. So it's been an incredibly uh, humbling experience to be, to be part of all of, to be part of all of this.
0: So thanks a lot for sharing. Now, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, talking about the Dij, uh, let's talk a bit about uh, the chakras now. How can sure. a person know if their chakras need cleansing and if there are blockages in the energy body? What are some signs or hints that a person needs to pay attention to? Because obviously you're you're helping people heal, right? Uh, using the Dij and using sound healing. So just wanted some clarity around that.
1: Absolutely. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I talk about in healing personal healing is one it's something that you do for yourself i so i don't think of myself as a healer i don't think of the didgeridoo as a miraculous healing instrument it holds a space to create a potential for people to uh engage their highest potential so you know you can entrain entrain energetic stagnation back with within tune frequencies but as far as uh knowing if you have a stagnation or a blockage somewhere um Wellness is not a destination, so we always have work that we can be doing. we have optimal wellness mm-hmm. that, that we can achieve, um, and we have we can be in places where we're not doing so well. one of the the key indications you know that that um, my clients what I run into you know stress anxiety those are those are common factors you know we have so many outside uh, stimulations um, I work with a, a physician who does, um, programs where she's, uh, her biggest, her, the biggest thing that she enjoys doing is getting people off of prescription medicines through changing diet, exercise and lifestyle changes inside of people. So, you know, you, you can, you know, when something is not feeling right inside of you, you know, you know, when you're, when you're off emotionally and that's, so it's, it's a feeling. And I I don't know if that, um, if, if you're searching and you're feeling out of balance, then you probably do have something that you want to work on. But in in saying that, you know, don't feel like you're you're the only one because we all we all continue to practice to improve our wellness and our health and well being.
0: Well, absolutely, that totally makes sense. I mean, there's I think an inner knowing when something is out of balance and uh, it's all about trusting our intuitions to a greater extent right so apart from the stress or the anxiety or the worry that we might face because of our day-to-day routines but also there's this inner knowing that things are says some blockage or there's something that I need to work on Uh, so for someone listening to the show right now how does sound heal the body how do the vibrations interact with our body
1: So all sound has the potential to interact with our subtle energy system. So we have our physical body, then we have the subtle energy system inside of it and the orientation that you choose to use, whether it's traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, uh, the Tibetan, the Cherokee, all the different, all the different energy systems that are out there that all kind of interact and correlate with each other inside of that subtle energy system. Um, there is the uh, potential for energetic, emotional stagnation to happen in various areas. So, from a uh, a traditional Chinese medicine or an Ayurvedic uh, seven chakra standpoint, if you had um, uh, if you're dealing with an anger issue, that would reside organ wise. So, traditional Chinese medicine inside of liver. Uh, liver is inside of the of the seven chakras inside of the third chakra, and so, but emotionally, you'd be dealing with uh broadly in the seven chakras self-esteem self-image from the organ side in traditional chinese medicine that's uh anger is what generally resides there and so if you imagine that being a uh an energetic dark spot so there's an emotional there's an emotional stagnation a cloudy area inside of that inside of what would be that crystalline energy what sound can do is that tonal vibration that exists inside of us those those vibrational sounds Um, An in-tune frequency, and whether it's the didgeridoo, tuning fork, singing bowls, someone chanting in tune, you can entrain a lower frequency vibration, a lower frequency sound waves into uh, an in-tune frequency through um, superpositioning the sound wave. So at its its most basic, what the sound wave is doing is uh, tuning up that stagnation. Now those, uh, so that's the energetic aspect of how, how the didgeridoo affects mm. a person. It's like a Reiki or Qigong power washer and how it, it clears out and entrains energetic stagnation. That's only going to be as effective though as an individual's ability to be able to release that and not hang on to that after the fact. So as practitioners, we can, we can coach people into, into showing them what they, what, what wellness feels like yeah. but then the person is going to have to want to engage that as a as a part of as a as a permanent part of their being
0: well absolutely and i totally believe that um when some when somebody is healing the healing is done by their inner healer right and so the absolutely. healer uh, or the person who's working with them is facilitating or providing the environment and circumstances that would Uh, make the healing possible but at the end of the day like you suggested if the person is not ready to heal then it you know then there might be uh, or maybe the person needs time and you know from what i've understood uh, a lot of this is written in their souls contract right we come here Mm -hmm. on earth to experience certain challenges difficulties and a lot of that could be health related issues as well so maybe it's in well, some it's, cases, it's not time.
1: <laughs> it's it's interesting because it goes back to that whole idea of um, you know the physical world being the uh, the Disneyland for the soul, right? Whether right. you know be that right. idea being the uh, and and I'm really simplifying a a very a, a very yeah. beautiful and complex system, but looking at it uh, looking at it that way to simplify and say you know if we're here for this uh, this like, this experience, you can't have an understanding of joy, love, um, and, and happiness without also being able to understand, uh, sorrow, grief, sadness, you know, these things relate to each other. So, um, but too much of any one thing is not a good thing, right? (laughs) We have to have balance. That's what we're, that's, that's what we're, we're working towards. And, and, and essentially when you're, when you're working on your subtle energy system, that's really what you're doing is you're, you're, you're practicing balance. You're practicing mm-hmm. to find
0: that state. Well, absolutely. Everything in moderation, Action Tribe. Too much of exercise is also really bad for you. Uh, so everything in moderation. So uh, you've spoken to us, Joseph, about the energetic effects of sound healing. Uh, but also there's a physical effect, right? When you're using the DIG and facilitating this healing process. And I've also read that you you, you know you do uh, something that is called the sound massage, which is pretty fascinating.
1: <laughs> so when I first started my practice, I, uh, I I was very much focused on on just the physical aspects of the didgeridoo okay. and, and and it being um, a form of sound massage. When I was researching in in, tw- in, in uh, two thousand and three, trying to find out you know what what was this what was this sound this sound therapy thing with the didgeridoo all about? Because I've been playing for years, and what I what I saw was that there was these descriptions of physical, uh, physical reliefs from various forms of, uh, of, of pain and stress. So relief of muscle tension, muscle nodding, uh, relief of migraine, uh, insomnia, like very, various different things all revolving around essentially what, is, what I now understand is this relaxation that happens. And the, uh, the didgeridoo is a really unique sound therapy tool in that it produces harmonics as low as zero point something hertz And you'll see commonly on average around the 1,000 hertz range, the audible, getting up into the audible range that goes as high as 1,000. When I play, I hit between 1,300, 1,800 hertz, depending on which digit I'm playing. And I know that just because of the amount of time I spend in the studio. But that inaudible infrasound range, so that zero point something to, to where it starts to bridge out of inaudible into audible, I think it's around like 35, 30 hertz, depending on your hearing, that range... Um, of sound is a really big, deep sound wave and will produce a similar physiological effect as to what happens when you use ultrasound. So super high audible, which they use right. medically, everything from, uh, you know, ultrasound imaging to then physical therapy work with stimulating bone growth, uh, relieving muscle tension, muscle nodding. And that happens from warming the muscle from the inside from the sound wave all the way to, they can't fully explain why uh, ultrasound shock waves or sound waves will stimulate bone growth, but they know that it does. And they've known this since the late 50s, early 60s. And interestingly enough, infrasound produced by the Dij has these same physiological effects, relief of muscle, knot, muscle tension, muscle knotting, uh, stimulating bone growth in the case of breaks, fractures, bone surgery. And so I've been doing supportive work for physical trauma as long as I've had my practice. That was That was the first thing. And then the energetic side of it was something that I was introduced to Uh, Within the first couple months of of putting my practice out there, by a group of acupuncturists that uh, essentially adopted me and said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna give you a deeper understanding of the of sound and of the energy of what's going on subtle energy wise," and then all the yogis adopted me in and they said, "Hey, (laughs) come hang out with us and uh, we're gonna we're gonna show you another system and how they relate to each other."
0: Oh, well, absolutely! I think uh, the best experience or really magic happens when um, you know practitioners and healers collaborate, right? So, like absolutely. you mentioned, you're uh, you're doing sound healing along with the dig, and then you collaborate with an acupuncturist or a yoga practitioner. And I'm also, in my area, there are people who specialize in essential oils and they're collaborating with, uh, you know, yoga practitioners. So what the, uh, you know, attendee gets is like a essential oil plus yoga experience. And so collaboration, uh, I guess, in any uh, field is is amazing.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. There's no, you know, I, I, people, especially for people who are, are, are discovering holistic and, and integrative for the first time, um, there's no... One magic bullet. And there's also, it, it, it's something that you, uh, you don't go to, uh, you don't go to yoga once. It's a practice, right? You yeah. don't, you don't go to acupuncture once. It's, it's something you, you, uh, you build a connection with. And so it's, it, all of these principles are about, uh, connecting with your, emotions what's going on and you know the subtle energy system i equate to being if the physical body the plumbing of the physical body is the uh if you look at a computer is all the hardware so the hard drive and all the circuits and the wires and all, all of that physical side the subtle energy system really is, in some ways is that uh that electricity and that um uh programming the the mm-hmm. subtle programming that flow, that's flowing through allowing all of that physical to activate and so It's not a it's not a concrete thing that you can grab onto with any one thing and having access to multiple tools to be able to find your connection to it is really important. It's different for everybody.
0: Absolutely. Thanks a lot for sharing. And, you know, just to say something that uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer also used to say, which is uh, there's a time for everything. There's a time for your downs and there's a time for your ups. There's a time for learning and there's a time for execution. And so no matter what season or phase you find yourself in Action Tribe, remember that you need to have patience sometimes because your time is coming. Now, Joseph, you've studied the chakras from the Indian tradition and the Meridian system, part of the traditional Chinese medicine. So how did you come across uh, both of these traditions and, and when did that happen? that amalgamation
1: (laughs) so uh when uh in 2004 uh in february of 2004 i did a demonstration for a group of holistic practitioners that ended up becoming the new england holistic health association um and at that that first meeting that i was at there was uh three or four acupuncturists that were there at the time and one in particular a gentleman named ed hubble who uh Traditional Chinese formulas, acupuncturist, also a shamanic practitioner has led sweat lodges in, uh, maximum security prisons, uh, really amazing human being, uh, adopted me in as a brother and a son and was just like, Hey, listen, I, this was one of the most powerful meditations I've ever experienced and I'm going to help you figure this out. And and, you will, and basically saying, you already know what you're doing, but you don't know how you know what you're doing, so I'm going to help you. Mm. And you're going to come and do stuff with me, and we'll figure it out together, and we'll be able to put some, some words to explain what's going on here. But we know there's something here. Um, and then there was a, a collection of other acupuncturists that became colleagues of mine. Uh, that gentleman named Yuri Belopolsky, who is Russian-born, was originally a veterinarian in Russia, came to the United States, decided he wanted to be an acupuncturist, went back to China to study Mm -hmm. traditional five elements. So gave me a very grounded sense of five element and uh, did that through doing work on me. So we would go and he would do, he was doing uh, traditional five element cycles on me so I could understand what was going on physiologically. Um, And then another colleague of mine who's, uh, she uh, studied Japanese-based acupuncture, but then went into working with Uh, Japanese light-based acupuncture, so instead of using needles, she uses various lights and lasers, and that really taught me the sense of understanding of, you know, where you have a needle that is basically an antenna to allow chi prana to come to, uh, it acts as an antenna to, to bring to attract energy to that area, but you're still bringing vibration. You're, you're bringing energy there where, you know, light and sound are actual waves and you can do acupuncture with, with a a light vibration. And that was when I really got the understanding that you can apply sound like a no needle form of Mm sound-based acupuncture. Um, And so I was doing work with them. And uh, then somewhere along the way, when I was uh, really starting to do workshops at yoga studios, well, I looked over one day and, uh, I saw a, uh, a chakra system on the, uh, on the wall. And it was the first one I had seen that actually had the notes of the, the, uh, the applied. Notes. Yeah, it had the, and it had the applied use of, of, uh, you know, the, the C scale, the Western musical scale, uh, for C being first chakra, uh, D second, E third, F fourth, G fifth, uh, sixth A and seventh. So that's just a, a C major scale. And when I looked at that, I had this aha click. And I, I've i been reading a, a lot recently about the, um, the applications of sound inside of the energy centers. And, and there's a whole conversation. We could definitely go off into that. But the, the realization I had at that moment was, one, I had started playing my digits in a way that felt very naturally correct to me, which was starting... Coincidentally enough, with all of these, uh, with, you know, C, D and E being played first inside of a session because I wanted to build a lower energy center and then going up into uh, my B digit crown. Because at that point I didn't have a whole set of digits and it clicked for me about the relationship between looking at it from the traditional Chinese medicine standpoint, the lower Dantian, the middle Dantian, the upper Dantian, and then the, the seven chakras. First three chakras being that lower dantian where you're supposed to carry the largest amount of energy. Uh, Heart and throat, middle dantian. Think of it as 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 a snowman. So that lower energy center is really, really big. The middle energy center gets a little smaller. And then the upper energy center, third eye and crown, that gets a little smaller, just like a snowman. And when you look at it from the three, the, the, the three major energy centers versus the seven, but even still as the seven, you're still supposed to carry yourself up in that, that kind of energetic py- pyramid. And that vibration, having that awareness that, that there is this vibration inside of us, it's why we know when things are out of tune. And it makes perfect sense that you would, you would feel sound Mm -hmm. i mean we we feel we listen to sound as much as we feel it you know sound comes through us and you can you can hear you know it's why you can hear something and all of a sudden it makes you start you you could start smiling immediately or you could start crying immediately because that sound is coming through our entire being
0: oh absolutely i mean uh, years back i used to i used to work at uh, Bose corporation and, uh, you know, Bose is famous for its home theaters, right? Yeah, and so when you buy a home theater, you just don't buy the tweeter. You buy the large subwoofer uh, that goes at, at at the back, right? And yeah. so the reason for that is people like to feel sound and not just hear sound. And especially when you're, watch, you're watching uh, you know, that dinosaur movie or you're watching that collision that happens, you want to feel like you're right over there and you want to hear the thomp and you want to hear the crash. And the, and the, a, a large part of that is is feeling that sound in your chest. And I think the advantage of uh, the DIG is that you get a, the entire spectrum of sounds, right? It's not just uh, sound in the middle spectrum, but you get infrasonic as mm-hmm. well as ultrasonic. And all of that has a therapeutic healing effect on the body whether we're talking about the bones or i'm guessing the muscles the cartilage the blood as well as our energetic body our absolutely chakras. absolutely it's it,
1: i uh, just just wanted to let you know that my uh, when I do have to, to amplify, so if I'm playing a, if I'm playing a room that's uh, sli- slightly larger than what I can do acoustically, I actually use a Bose L1 Series 2 with B2 bass tubes because mm. that is the most accurate represent- representation of sound that I could find. And when I play and set, the, set it up, I can't tell with that sound system where my acoustic dig ends and the yeah. Bose... The Bose sonically picks up, like my ears can't discern the difference, My, my I can't feel, and it's why I so I, I figured you would appreciate that having worked for Bose, that I actually <laughs> use the Bose system, because it is the most accurate representation of sound that I can find for my digits.
0: Oh, absolutely. Going on, going on a slight tangent over here. I've actually visited to, I visited the Bose headquarters, the research center in Framingham, Massachusetts. And they have, uh, they do a lot of research in sound. They've got a bunker room where they place all the speakers, different kinds of speakers, uh, low vibration, high vibration, and they're playing it out loud. And you can't enter the room just like that. You got to wear huge mufflers. But when you go into the room, you can literally look at your, your, your pants and the and pants are vibrating from the sound and that's a, a lot of testing is going on you know but but just for perspective you know sound is something that you not only hear but you feel it yeah, <laughs> yeah. awesome so uh joseph out of all the years that you've uh facilitated this healing process using the ditch what has been your most memorable healing experience from you know someone who's attended your workshop or was healed after experiencing the vibrations of the ditch
1: you know there's there's been a lot and i and i'm humbled every time i see uh an experience somebody having um ha- having any type of connection with it it's just it, to to be part of anybody's process it, it's a real it's a real honor and uh the uh, early on i i i there was a uh, a woman who came to Uh, one of my one of my workshops um, and it was really really early for me when and it's still still finding things were discovering these things was was, uh, pretty profound and during the group workshop she started to have these tremors in her legs and I wasn't I I wasn't entirely sure what was going on and I was keeping an eye on her because everybody's you know they're laying down and their eyes are closed and she's eyes are closed and she's having these leg tremors. So afterwards when everyone was sharing, she didn't say anything. And then she came up to me and spoke to me afterwards. And she was like, you know, I'd like to get a private session. And so she ended up uh, coming and getting a private session. And during this private session, there was this, um, she started to shake again, but this time it was more profound. Like a lot of her body was shaking and she's out. Her eyes are closed. And there was this very uh, clear and profound moment for me where I realized that this, this person had been um, she'd been abused somehow. There had been some uh, some uh, trauma, and I very seldom ever ask a client because when my clients show up to to get a session, the first thing I ask them is, "What are we working on today?" Like I don't decide anything for them. They tell me when they come back from their the sessions. I I let them tell me what they experienced. I don't ever try to project anything. But this at this point, I had to ask her because we were talking afterwards. And I said, you know, I have this overwhelming sense, and, she, and I told her, I said, never, I never do, I never question things like this. But I have this overwhelming sense that there was some type of abuse that occurred, and, and is there something? And she looked at me and she goes, "Oh my God, thank you so much for confirming something that I've known my whole life, and I've been dealing, and she had been dealing with some really, really intense." Um, very much like uh, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia symptoms that had been going on progressing, but the doctors really hadn't been able to nail it down. And when she was a very, uh, she was a teenage girl uh, before she was driving. She actually wasn't driving at that point. Her best friend was um, accidentally killed by her brother who backed over with their car. And she had a understandably a really dramatic and horrible time with this whole thing. And their, their family doctor had put her on sleeping pills. Mm-hmm. And at some point, there was someone in the family, and she'd always felt that there was somebody, like friend of the family, uncle or something. Someone was abusing her. And she was never able to quite nail it down. And she knew that she she conscious consciously couldn't nail down that this had happened to her. But subconsciously, her her being and her identity had known that something had gone on and something had happened. And uh by being able to resolve this, her symptoms of everything that she had been dealing with vanished. As soon as she could could associate what had been happening to her um, in that, in, on, energetically, what had happened to her physically, but what she couldn't resolve because she couldn't draw a conscious connection to it, but she was able to just identify it and feel a sense of release because it had been validated on some level. Um, all of those physical expressions of illness, all those physical expressions of pain and disease that she was dealing with related to that, they all vanished. And that, that one was the one that popped into my head right now. Um, but again, there's been so, so many people with situations like that, that have not uh, situations of healing where they have had some profound connection to, uh, themselves inside of a meditation, inside of working on clearing their energetic stagnations. And, uh, that I just, it's, uh, it's amazing and it's sometimes overwhelming to keep track of.
0: (laughs) Well, absolutely. Thanks for sharing action tribe to read the entire show notes for today's episode including the inspirational quote the book recommendation um, the links that are shared and things that you might not have been able to capture especially if you're in transit or you're driving visit my 7 forward slash 260 that's the episode number for today my forward slash 260 for your show notes Action Tribe, it is the holiday season and if you feel stuck, a bit clogged and out of alignment, then it's time to balance and heal your chakras. If you've been planning to, but for some reason haven't been able to get into a healing routine and follow through and be consistent, then I've got some great news for starting 2019 with a fresh burst of energy. We've just opened beta enrollment for our brand new program called Chakra Sprint. Now, this program is a result of the learnings that I've had on my own journey after reading numerous books, attending workshops and interviewing 260 of the world's top healers, experts and visionaries are my show, My 7 Chakras. Now, what's the program about? 21 days to greater balance, higher energy, more harmony and greater synchronicity. And this will work even if you feel like you're really busy and you don't know where to begin. And since we haven't officially launched yet, we're still in the beta phase at the moment. You get to enroll at a no-brainer and highly affordable price of $97 for the entire program, including all the bonuses, until December 31st. I'm inviting 50 action takers to partake in this experience. And as of this recording, we're already at 25, so about 25 spots more and then we close enrollment. Now, this is not a 12 to 16 week course. This is an experiential program, where I'll be giving you a daily plan, which would include guided meditations, recipes, recommendations and reflections as we ascend chakra by chakra from the root all the way to the ground. Now, just imagine understanding your chakras through experience rather than through the intellect using books or videos. Feeling more open, balanced, and aligned to allow your life force to do its healing work. Just imagine experiencing peace, bliss, harmony, and happiness in everyday life and feeling more clear, more vibrant, more balanced, and energized on a daily basis. Just imagine standing your ground increasing your inner confidence, connecting with your heart, expressing your true voice and strengthening your intuition and aligning with the universe. Would you like to attract more opportunities, manifest your desires and experience synchronicities? How about deepening your relationship with your inner healer and your higher self that already has all the wisdom, guidance, and answers that you seek and you know this deep down within if this sounds like you action tribe then i invite you to jump into the multicolored, energetic ocean of your chakras by enrolling in chakra sprint with me visit chakrasprint.com to learn more once again to get started visit chakrasprint.com if you didn't get that it's C-H-A-K-R-A-S-P-R-I-N-T.com Action Tribe, let me be your guide and introduce you to the different ways of cleansing and balancing and opening your chakras. By the end of this program, you will not only find ways that work for you, but you'll also create a chakra balancing routine. The link you need is chakrasprint.com Success seems to be largely a matter of hanging on after others have let go. Now, this is a phenomenal quote by William Feather, Action Tribe. The quote is self-explanatory, but oftentimes we need a reminder. Sometimes it's not about how smart or how intelligent or how gifted you are. It's just about what you believe in and how far you're willing to go. So if your vision is crystal clear and you know this is exactly what you want, and you just don't give up, then it is as if the universe gives up, takes notice and says that you have earned it. So if there's something that you're working towards that's taking more time than expected, and maybe you're facing many struggles and difficulties, hold on if you feel like letting go because it's gonna be worth it. Now Joseph, speaking about holding on and not giving up even in times of difficulty and adversity, talk to us about one major life challenge that you experienced. Uh, what did you go through and then how did you overcome that challenge yeah i,
1: I um uh, my my i met my wife when uh she and i were both in the uh the hemp industry and uh i was a, a an eco fashions clothing designer and uh, we moved from um brooklyn new york up to portsmouth new hampshire um at that point and when i got there it uh uh tried to start my own eco fashions consulting company and at that point in my life i uh I had to pick up an outside job, and I uh, I started to work in the trades, and I ended up becoming the uh, the foreman for this guy's uh, painting commercial painting company, really successful commercial painting company. I mean, looking back on it, and as an as a as a, an adult versus being a young adult, I was really fortunate to be able to have that opportunity to be able to, to develop a trade and to be able to, to have a, a career that was supporting my business and my, my wife and I, but I, I hated that job.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And it was so, it was in my mind, it was so not where I wanted to be at that point in my life. And, um, how I found out about didgeridoo sound therapy was that a, a kid who was working for me while well, we were hanging a, uh, a series of sheetrock inside of a water damaged garage in the middle of November of 20 uh, the 2003 uh, comes up to me and goes, As I'm standing on a ladder uh, hanging a piece of sheetrock, and comes up to me and says, Hey, I saw that thing that you play in the nightclubs last night while I was watching VH1. And apparently, Leonardo DiCaprio hires a didgeridoo player to come to his house and play over him while he lays on a shiatsu map by his pool. And I looked down from the ladder and I said, Marty, get back to work. <laughs> right? I was like, Dude don't, 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 come, come on.
0: <laughs>
1: and so, the, and I, and I was bitter at that point in my life. I was, I was feeling like, cause at this point, like there had uh, my, I wasn't doing clothing anymore. I was just painting. I had no idea where I was going to be going with my life. Like it just, it was, a, it was, I was really confused. And, uh, and I was not wanting to be hanging a piece of sheetrock in somebody's water damaged garage. And, um, so I, uh, the next day, I'm standing in the exact same spot on that ladder, and I'm mudding it now. I'm putting up the tape in the mud, and Marty comes back over and he starts telling me about Leonardo DiCaprio and the dig player again. And I looked up, and I looked down at him, and I looked back up, and I went, "Okay, I get it." You know, talking to the universe. And I went home that night and I started researching about didgeridoo sound therapy, and that was that's what started this process. And so the biggest lesson for me at that moment being in one of the the absolute darkest places of my life, feeling like I I didn't have the career I want, I wasn't going to be going where I wanted to go. I was, I was stuck somewhere I didn't want to be was that if you have the ability to let go of the negativity long enough to be able to hear a positive message, It may not always come from where or how you think it's going to come. But if you're open to the possibility of, something throwing you a lifeline, there's lifelines all around you, every day, everywhere. And, and we're really blessed to be in, in a reality that provides that if you're, if you're open to it. And that, that really, st- that started the, the path of really being able to, to change or to allow, not even to change, just to allow things to be able to go into the direction that I was, I, I could see them going in my life.
0: So based on what you've shared, what is that one life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: Uh, Be open to positivity.
0: Got it. Thanks a lot for sharing. I think that's a really inspiring story and something that our listeners would resonate with as well, because you shared that uh, at one point you, uh, you know, for circumstances that you were in you had to pick up a job working at a painting company which was a job that you disliked that wasn't uh, in accordance with the vision that you had or maybe you were confused in terms of where you exactly wanted to go but that you had to get a job at that time and uh, because you listened to the uh, subtle hints or nudges and the fact that your that your friend kept sharing the story with uh, to you uh you, you you your senses were were always open but at the same time you did not let the negativity of where you were your immediate surroundings hamper or bring you down and i think that's very powerful message for people who are listening to the show who might be in that transition phase who want to change directions who want a different job or maybe they want to start a business or want to pick a new habit or a new routine that will empower their life now change is now possible and it's not easy i mean it's not easy sometimes it takes time but in that process uh, don't lose hope don't let the negativity that might be around you uh, you know affect your vision always look out but also importantly, uh, be open to receiving that next step from a direction that you might not have thought about. So it might come from anywhere. So thanks a lot for sharing, Joseph.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Honored to be able to share it.
0: Absolutely. So Action Tribe, I hope you enjoyed today's session as much as I did learning about sound healing and the amazing instrument that didgeridoo. Sound and music in particular I'm learning is so powerful because um, it allows us to reconnect with our authentic higher selves and it takes us back to ancient times when we didn't even have language and we used sound and imagery and expression and emotion to communicate and that's why I feel music especially from an ancient instrument like the ditch, takes us back to ancient times when life was much simpler. And the question you might be asking yourself in all of this is, who am I? Which is a question that only you can answer by looking deep within and exploring the depths of your mind. Because the more you connect with yourself, you realize what is essential and what is not. And you feel lighter, like there is a weight that's taken out of your back. Because as the ancient philosopher Lao Tzu once said, when I let go of what I am, I become what I might be. When I let go of what I am, I become what I might be. So let that sink in. And with that, we are now at the last but very important round for today, which is the wisdom round. So Joseph, what is the best piece of advice that you have received?
1: It's you know, it's interesting, it's not a it wasn't necessarily a piece of advice, it was a question. And uh I was really blessed to have met uh, Thomas One Wolf, uh, who, when he was alive, was the last full-blooded descendant of Chief Seattle, and the spiritual leader of the 500 Nations, and I actually had the opportunity to sweat with him. It was my first sweat, and this was back in uh, 1998, and um, I, um, actually it was 99, I'm sorry, 1999, but uh, I um, got to his house, we hung out, we talked for a while, and he asked me how I was doing. And at this point, I was pretty exhausted from all the work that I was doing in the hemp industry um, all of the different um, uh legal struggles and what was going on and uh, I looked at him and i said i'm tired and he so here I am in this you know mid twenties year old year old kid looking at this uh you know six late sixties early seventies year old uh, spiritual leader of the the five hundred nations and i then you know so get the proverbial old man on the mountain. And the first thing I say to him is, I'm tired. And he looked at me and said, why are you so tired? And I have spent the better part of my life remembering that question and asking myself that when I start to feel like things have gotten too much, when I don't have enough, and I think I don't have enough energy or I don't have enough emotional capacity to deal, I'll think of when Thomas asked me, why are you so tired? Because that whole idea of being tired and overwhelmed is something that's just inside of my own head. And I've created that. And it was one of the biggest gifts that um, any, you know, mentor, elder could have ever given me. And it, and it was funny because as a when I was part of why the question stayed with me for so long when I was when I was that young was because. I walked out of that meeting thinking to myself as a 20 something year old kid, you finally get a chance to meet the old man on the mountain and you ask him a stupid question <laughs> or you said something dumb and he asked you a question, you know, and, and it's, and, and so first it was this initial, you know, beating myself up for being young and then realizing as I've gotten older, that was absolutely the best thing I could have said when he asked me how I was doing, because that question he gave me has given me this opportunity to be able to ask myself again and again and again, why are you so tired? You shouldn't be, you know, we, we, we have this amazing propensity to be able to, to build as much chi, build as much vitality, build, build as much life force inside of ourselves. If we ground ourselves and give ourselves the opportunity to be able to do that, you know, we are the center of the universe from our own orientation, according to the Dalai Lama. You know, we are, we are that, that, that beautiful, that beautiful, uh, Piece of consciousness, looking at all of these other beautiful pieces of consciousness. And when we give ourselves the opportunity to remember that, um, we can feel really good about ourselves.
0: So, one of the goals of my show is to reframe how we look at making a mistake. So, what is the most important mistake that you've made in life, and what did you learn from it?
1: The most important mistake I've made in life, um, you know, thinking that I failed. And, uh, that was that I've, I've beat myself up again and again and again throughout my, throughout my life for, and thinking that I failed at something and was really hard on myself. And what I've, what I've learned from it is that you never really fail. The only time you fail is, uh, is when you, you quit and you, you, you give up. That's, that's, that's failing. So, I mean, my, my mistakes are, are, are too numerous to count. And to put into it <laughs> to, to rake. Um, I am definitely in, the, in terms of the human condition. I am probably one of the poster children for, for definitely being human. Um, and so, yeah. The, but that would, but, but beating myself up and, and treating myself like a failure is probably the biggest mistake that I've ever done to myself. And uh, and, and and the people around me, because it doesn't just hurt me; it hurts everyone around me. And because of what it what it would turn what it's turned turns you into. And, and learning that that ability to be able to to recognize recognize the failure to love yourself to be able to give yourself the opportunity to be better at loving not only yourself but others was the biggest lesson inside of it
0: so what is it one thing you do in the morning or in the evening before sleeping that has improved the quality of your life
1: Breathing consciously taking conscious breaths i do it wherever i travel when i'm on the road Uh, when I'm in Montana, I look up at the sky and I, and I breathe in the sky when I'm, I'm really blessed where I live here, uh, just outside of Pittsburgh, uh, to be able to, uh, have this gorgeous, uh, wooded ravine that I look at when I'm here and I breathe in the forest. Uh, but having the ability just to breathe in, in nature and remember that we're part of that and we're part of the earth and, and breathe with the earth, breathe with, all of the living beings that are here taking those breaths and sharing that consciously has been the most beneficial thing to, to my mental state as well as my physical being. And I've, I've been worked I've, since about 21. I've integrated these concepts of conscious breathing and uh, I've really gotten to the point now here at 45 to really remember to do it.
0: <laughs> Got it. Now, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what, would it be?
1: Oh, you tied me down to one, and I would love to give you three. But if I had to pick one, I would I would do the Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. I think it's a great, uh, great introduction to, to give people the opportunity to find find some pieces and, and get started. And it's uh, it's there's only seven, <laughs> according to it. him, <laughs> so you can remember them <laughs> and and remember the law of detachment out of that book because having uh, having the uh, the ability to to project and see and want things, you have to be able to let go of of the need to have it for it to be able to manifest. But when you read the book, you'll understand what I'm
0: talking about. So, Action Drive, uh, would you like to get this book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra, for free? Because Audible.com is offering Action Tribe one free audiobook download, which means you'll be able to listen to the book uh, along with getting a free 30-day trial so that you can get get to check out their service. Uh, Now, in case you don't know, in case you've not used it before, Audible uh, has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your devices, including bestsellers like The Chakra System by Anadia Judith, Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda, and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, including the book that was recommended today, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. Now, to download your free audiobook, go to my7chakras.com forward slash free book. Once again, that's my7chakras.com forward slash free book and start listening to today's book recommendation. So, Joseph, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me on your show, AJ. It's been an honor.
0: So before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for and how we can find you online.
1: Um, I'm really grateful just to be and to be present and be here. And you can find me online at digtherapy.com. It's D-I-D-G-E therapy, T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com.
0: Got it. So Action Tribe, if you want to learn more about sound healing, dig therapy, or any of those things that we've discussed today then go to digetherapy.com and uh, joseph also has a lot of his music available on amazon so to order a copy of joseph's music album and i believe one of the albums that you have is called digi do chakra and space clearing meditations is that correct correct yeah. So to get that, because, you know, today's theme is chakras, go to uh, my7chakras.com forward slash 260 audio. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 260 audio. And as soon as you visit the link, you'll be taken straight to the Amazon page and you can learn more about his various uh, um, um uh, audio tracks and albums available over there. And I know that uh, if you find difficulty in remembering the link, then just go to our show notes page today. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 260. So Joseph, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about sound healing and the digital do and about our energy bodies and how um, something as simple as sound and music can really elevate the quality of our life increase the quality of our life and really uh, connect us in a deeper level with our higher selves and thanks a lot for taking us one step closer to a human revolution
1: thank you and you're welcome it's been an honor you are listening to my seven chakras go to my s-e-v-e-n chakras.com download your free gift get inspired and take action Transform your life today.